1: Welcome in to DNVR Buffs Live. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Today, I've got Henry Chisholm joining the show. Before we get into it, we are presented by the American Raptors. American Raptors, get your free tickets at AmericanRaptors.com. They're also streaming all their games there. Shout out to those guys. Henry, welcome in, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I'm just going to say right now. I took the Buffs money line this weekend. Six wow, to one Yeah, really. It's six to one. How can you turn that down?
1: Okay, I love that energy. We yeah. were talking about it a bit yesterday. I didn't know if you were actually being serious about it, but no, I'm in. Okay, great. Three
0: to one. Oh, yeah, we'd have <laughs> to right. talk about it. six to one. Though I'm all in. And actually, so Will Sherman, mm-hmm. who you probably don't know all that much about because you're new here, but he <laughs> was a uh, let's see, he was the right tackle in 2019, the left tackle in. 2020 and i think it was like a fifth round fifth fifth to seventh round pick of the bears so spent last season with the bears spent this off season with the pats now in the broncos practice squad oh so i nice. got to catch up with him for like 10 minutes today which was fun great yeah that sounds
1: awesome what did he say um did he say have anything to say about the tcu game
0: yeah he actually said that last week was his first time as a fan in the stadium so he didn't make it back wow. last year yeah so that was interesting both of us actually yeah
1: you share something in common with him I let's, know. let's start off there uh, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about the tcu game uh, a couple of firsts for both of us though at that game talk about your first experience as a fan in folsom
0: it's a it's a wild place for sure um you know obviously so it's a late night game already eight o'clock kickoff so So over at the Dark Horse beforehand, had Uh a few beers, had a straw shot, actually split another half-straw shot, and then had a a Bay Breeze. Had a Bay bay Breeze. breeze. Actually, one of the group did not make it to the game, which Uh I feel like (laughs) is kind of a staple to a first game at Folsom, honestly. So yeah, we go through all that, walk over, Uh, there's like the lightning delay, which we may have been just a tad bit late if not for it, so it was actually kind of nice. But yeah, I mean, then it's just super late that that started. Mm -hmm. Where were you sitting? Student section, it's oh, just student yeah. section, like fifty yard line.
1: Well, that was a uh, quite the evolution of the student section. Uh, I'd imagine uh, pretty hype off the bat. Oh yeah, and then uh, you posted a picture on Twitter. I think a hmm. couple people saw it. It was pretty, uh, pretty bare at the end there.
0: It was sad how much it cleared out heading into the fourth quarter. Yep. So I think that what they were down 13, maybe 14 at that point,
1: the score was 17 to six. I think, uh, first drive of the fourth quarter. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so the, you see fourth quarter and not that big of a lead. And you think like, yeah, people, this is, it's college football. There's plenty of football to be played. There's a real path to come back. Um, again, like, Obviously, part of it is that it's probably like 11 o'clock at that point. Yeah. (laughs) And so there's that weighing things down as well. But I was disappointed that they weren't willing to stick it out just a little bit longer. And then by like four minutes left, again, everything's out of hand. Exactly. It's empty. So you can't blame for being gone at that point, I guess. But still, you just think like four minutes left in the fourth quarter of a game against TCU – crowd should be packed. The crowd should be packed.
1: Yeah, it was a little disappointing to see that for sure because they really brought, I think, a great energy, Mm -hmm. especially through the first half. And then it just kind of faded as we went on. Of course, it was my first game in the press box. Yeah, Um, I sat a bit, I I guess the direction would be a bit south of the 50-yard line on that uh, side. So Mm -hmm. from the television view, just a bit to the right of the uh, 50-yard line. It was fun that uh that lightning delay though. That was yeah. uh, a momentum killer. <laughs> and the only thing I could think of is well 8:45 kickoff. I'm here in Boulder. I got to drive back to Denver do a show. It was a late night for me on a Friday night, man.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. My first game covering them at Folsom was the Nebraska game. I oh, sat yeah. next to Woody Page. Oh. Which was a good time. Yeah. Go. Like I go sit down like look at the name tag next to me it's like Oh, Woody's going to be sitting here. And for that game, there's, like, 400 media. Like, some of them are photographers down the field. There's, like, camera guys, all that stuff. But still, like, that was a that was a crazy night. Just, I mean, I didn't bother Woody all that much. But he actually said after the game, like, after the press conference stuff, he's like, yeah, I appreciate you not, like, trying to talk to me during the whole game. I was like, yeah, definitely. He's like, want to talk now? I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah, that's so that was, awesome. That was a fun one.
1: Well played then. Good yeah. on you. Um, it was a lot of fun, though. Looking forward. I think we have a few weeks now. It's the end of the month against UCLA the next time we're at Folsom Stadium. Wow. Um, of course, we're heading into Air Force Week this week, going into Colorado Springs. But before we get to previewing that game, I put out some content on the Twitter machine today, Hank. Mm-hmm. Pac-12 offensive and defensive power rankings. Um, you had some words for me yesterday when I was putting it together. So so let's start there yep. um, with the offense. And we'll start from the bottom down, oh my the gosh. The wind just blew the windows open. That was insane. Kale, can you help us out?
0: Yeah. Those windows. They've never done that before. It scared it must, the, wow, the hell out of me. Wow, you can see the tree moving. Is that a tornado or something? I don't know. Oh, look at those heads bobble.
1: Well, that's why we got the bobble heads. So yeah. warn us next time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, to the power rankings we go, though. Uh, starting at the bottom, Hank, I put Oregon at number 12. Above CU at 11. Would you like to hear my thought process? Yes, yes. We've talked about it on the draft pod many a times. I have a thing of <laughs> fading Bo Nix, yep. um, and he is very bad at playing quarterback. And what I saw did not help me feel better or change my mind yeah. against Georgia. I understand it was Georgia, but only three points, some terrible interceptions. Mm-hmm. I the way I see it, as long as well, if you're CU, you're not having that type of ugly play at quarterback. It's ugly, yep. But it's not turnovers with bad interceptions and just complete ineptitude. Yep. Your thoughts though.
0: So, I mean, I think by the end of the year, we're not going to be saying Oregon has the worst offense in the Pac-12. I think there's a good chance they're going to win eight games this year. And they're, I mean, the way Pac-12 has worked is that Utah, Oregon, and then sometimes USC or maybe Washington, like they'll beat up on kind of the bottom tier teams. And it's like, yeah, these teams are very clearly better. I see where you're going though. Like if we're just basing that off of one week, like it's hard to say like, what did the Buffs end with, 13? 13 points. Yeah, 13 on TCU. They had an offensive touchdown. That is true. 13 on TCU or three on Georgia, which is more impressive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And if you're not thinking like, well, we have seen some of these guys do things in the past. Or like, it's Oregon. They have the talent. We know they have the talent's going to come around. Like I get it. I would have put Oregon more around like the eight spot, nine okay. spot. You know, but that's only based off a of preconceived notion. So if right. you're not taking those, I get it.
1: I mean, obviously, they have a bunch of speed on offense. And as you mentioned, they will be better than what we saw in week yeah. one, especially once they play some of these other teams on the list. Um, in the middle, it's just a bunch of Hodge really. A lot of FCS action for some of these Pac-12 teams. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Arizona, though, is a team that stands out to me. They have the transfer Jaden Delora, I think, yep. at quarterback. And then Jacob Cowling at wide receiver. Those two immediately showed a good chemistry and just ability to make big plays for the Wildcats. I think that you gotta you gotta bump up Arizona's power rating now when they when it comes to the game against the Buffs, because that was a pretty uh pretty impressive performance in week one.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll see how much all of this holds up. You know, it is just like week one football, so it could all change. It's tough for me to believe that arizona could actually have an offense in the top half of the the pac 12 but you never know you never know and they did look good
1: they did look good uh some teams that looked even better though at the very top at one we have usc yep two utah and three ucla where do you want to go here
0: i'll say that utah and usc at the end of the year i think are battling it out for the top spot um you know utah has florida 26 on florida it's a good number. Uh, I th- that interception at the end was just brutal.
1: It was brutal. I, what I liked from Utah, though, is, I mean, cam rising. We talked a lot about him in the summer on the draft pod. But this mm-hmm. is a guy both in the run and pass who seems a bit underrated and honestly kind of disrespected amongst the national media. This is a yeah. good quarterback Utah has. Um, totally. Let's, do you want to go defense in? Yeah, let's go All defense. Right uh defense at the bottom of the list we have washington state and cal and then i put oregon again i mean i know they have the players but god 49 points i didn't see anything really impressive or any uh nfl flash type plays from an nfl caliber defense or nfl mm. players and then nine colorado how do you feel about that
0: mm. that's tough um I didn't watch Cal or Washington State or the bottom two teams here, so I, I don't have a lot to say. Washington State State struggled
1: against Idaho. They were trailing late, and then I think they needed a late touchdown to beat them twenty four
0: seventeen. I know. I, yeah, it's 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 all just so tough. I mean, FCS teams are better than people give them credit for. Right. I and mean, last year, what the Montana held exactly. Washington scoreless for fifty two minutes of a football game, mm-hmm. and like. Not even, I was actually listening to coaches. So here's a tangent going back to the Grizzlies we oh, always too. do. But I was just watching a coach's show this week. And one of the things he got asked was like, when's the last time your defense looked as good as it did this week? And it's like, I mean, they haven't been this successful since uh, probably that Washington game. I mean, it's locked down Washington. It's like, yeah, compared to the other teams, like Washington was that bad. So I do think like Idaho, they want to be a middle of the big sky type of team this year. This is a bad game for Washington State. So, again, like, is Washington State's defense really this bad? Maybe it is in the bottom three. I don't know, though. But if you have to pick somebody, I guess I can't argue against it.
1: They were the one that stood out to me. Um, at the top, again, same three teams, USC, UCLA, and Utah. Who do you think has the best defense in the Pac-12? You could even throw Oregon in there if you want. Yeah, Because I can I mean, understand that.
0: I think you have to go Utah. It just... I mean, to me, it's Utah's secondary that really does it, right? which is kind of backwards from how things usually are, because that kind of scares me taking Utah first, because it's always that front seven that you trust and know Mm -hmm. is going to be the best front seven. And I'm not totally sure that's true. I think Oregon's front seven might be better. Um, After this week, though, it's like, "Eh, maybe maybe not. So I think Utah has to be number one.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, they got really destroyed by Anthony Richardson's legs as opposed Mm -hmm. to anything else. Um, but USC with the three pick sixes, uh, I know they didn't really have yeah. a, a great, great quality opponent that they were playing. Uh, but that stood out to me. That's why I put them at number one. Uh, that's going to do it for that. We're going to switch over, um, to talking about air force, but first I want to talk about DraftKings football fans. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here. Uh, season starts tonight. Let's go, man. I know. We were I'm just so talking excited. off air uh, before we got on. I, I think we're both raring to get out of these chairs and watch some football. I know. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 and at any... Or 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code Mm -hmm. DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, let's talk about Athletic Greens, our next product. Our partner has a product they use literally every day. Because football season's here, man. It's a busy time. You got to get those nutrients and vitamins in you. Athletic Greens has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com buffs. Again, that is athleticgreens.com buffs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Hank, let's start to get into some of this Air Force stuff. Uh, This is a team, they played Northern Iowa last week, an FCS team. They managed to put up 582 yards on the ground, uh, 9.4 yards per carry. I think it was, uh, off the top of my head, seven or eight rushers over 70 yards rushing. Um, The quarterback, Hazik Daniels, went three for six passing, 109 yards. He had a one-touchdown passing, which was an 80-yard completion. It was actually their first drive of the season. That's how they Mm -hmm. capped that off. Their defense allowed 286 yards passing off of 20 of 32 passing. So let's start there. Is that where you think Colorado can really expose Air Force's defense is by, you know, showing up in the passing game? Maybe it's JT. Maybe it's Brendan Lewis. We'll get to the quarterbacks in a bit. But is that where you think Colorado can do some damage?
0: That's uh, I mean, it's a tough call. You know, I mean, Air Force has so many limitations, obviously, and then because of that, they don't get as good of athletes. And it's just tough to say, are they are they missing out on the back-end talent more than the trenches talent? And, you know, last year, I forget his name, they had that great defensive lineman who graduated. Um, I'm not sure oh, if he I got drafted, but he was in the conversation. I don't think he got drafted. Um, but, you know, it's it just really hard. I think that you have to be balanced because more than anything, what they're good at is not, not making mistakes. They just play good defense. Mm-hmm. They're in good position. You know, probably going to play a bunch of zone just because they can't keep up with the athletes. And so I do think that it kind of starts with just being able to run the football. When you have the, the size advantage in the trenches, you should be able to bowl over them, pick something up on the ground and then kind of build off of that. See if you can suck them up a little bit first.
1: Makes sense. Uh, one of the things that's been preached a lot at practice this week has been patience. Um, of course, on the defensive side of the ball, as you mentioned, they don't really make mm-hmm. mistakes. And they're just going to keep popping these two, three, four-yard runs. Um, and it's really just trying to keep a lid on that offense, making yep. sure that they don't explode for the big runner pass. But also patience on offense. As you mentioned, yep. controlling the clock on both sides It's going to be a big thing in this game. And yep. I think that's kind of what you said, Colorado's best chance is controlling the clock on offense, maybe getting the run game. The run game last week in the first half was actually pretty good. Solid. They were moving the ball. They outrushed TCU. It was like 107 to 13 in the first Mm -hmm. half. So they can do that. They just, game pace just kind of got away from them in the second. So that's really going to be where the emphasis, I think, is on offense. Um, Let's go to the defensive side of the ball, though. Air Force, as we mentioned, over 580 yards rushing last week. Can the Buffs hold them to less than 350 yards rushing,
0: do you think? And really put pressure on them as a whole? The thing about Air Force is it feels like you either stop them or you don't. Like, either they just run for as much as they want to run for and you wind up with 400 rushing yards or whatever, or it's just like, oh, yeah, they didn't get it going. 112, and that was their entire offense. Mm-hmm. And so, keeping them to 350, I mean, I think that should be the goal. Maybe even two, f- three, 300?
1: So, I think in 2019 yeah. when they played, it was around 280 that i mean colorado lost the game but they held him to 280 in rushing
0: yeah i I believe that you know i was talking to i was talking to will about that today it's like yeah we had him you did have him brought gom to overtime like everything was right there just had the long run as often happens from Mm -hmm. the one blazing fast what's his name caden remsburg i think he's gone now he's got to be gone now um but i i don't know it's it's all about stopping that run and it's, it's just patience and mm-hmm. being responsible. And you know what? If they run for three yards, ah, they ran for three yards, but that's the way it's supposed to go. You right. can't get too aggressive. And because of the way their offense goes, you need the safeties to be playing the run fits. Mm-hmm. Like the cornerbacks need to be involved in making tackles. And so I think that I really like the fact that they're so veteran in the front seven. Like there's so many guys there where you say like, okay, Terrence Lane, go do your job. He'll do his job. I am right. Rodman, Quinn, Quinn Perry, all those guys. It just... Once the ball gets to the edge, do the young guys actually make those tackles? Because all it takes is two blown tackles, two 70-yard touchdowns, exactly. and all of a sudden you're way behind where you need to be.
1: Well, that was the difference last week. I mean, CU fit the run really well until mm-hmm. the second half. They kind of went to some lighter boxes in that second half, and then it just came down to the secondary tackling, and they weren't able to make a couple tackles. Mm-hmm. That's especially what the first big run was in the, I believe it was fourth quarter, uh, that put TCU up 24-6. to But, yeah, the tackling kind of went down as we went – through the game last week. I will say something, though. The Air Force lost two fumbles last week. I mean, they also allowed 405 405 yards offensively to Northern Iowa. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a strong team. Make no doubt about it. And it's, of course, because of their play style and just how they're coached. But it does seem like defensively there might be some chinks in the armor. And if they're able... Mm -hmm. I mean, if the Buffs can get a fumble or two, that's game-changing. Absolutely,
0: right? Totally. Totally. And I do think that... You know, Air Force probably does get a little bit disrespected in terms of their talent. You know, it's not like they're, you know, Division Two players out there. Like they're still good football players. They just aren't, you know, Terrence Lang. Right. You look at you, it's like, wait, how does that even happen as a person? Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're massive. So. I don't know. I do think, though, that, yeah, turnovers, not making turnovers, yep. that's the sort of stuff that in a game like this, it, it just gets multiplied.
1: All right. Let's uh, look at singling some people out here. Who are you looking to step up for the buffs this week and really make a difference? We'll talk about the quarterbacks after this.
0: So non-quarterback, who do you think needs to step up the most? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I think it needs to be offense. Not that, like, the defense was good, but I think the defense did enough to get you in a game, and if you clean up one or two little things, all of a sudden it's good. So I, mm. I think that who needs to step up has to be offense. It's so hard just to pick one offensive lineman, right. know, so I don't think I can go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, the receivers, I mean, big RJ Sneed game, prove yeah. that you really are that good. I think that's tempting. I think either that or Alex Fontenot is probably the way i go. I'll go. I'll go RJ Sneed. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's still kind of working back from injury. I think he only played eight snaps last week. He did have a couple catches, though. So it looks like, you know, he's been ramping up over the last Mm -hmm. few weeks. We'll see if it comes to a head this week. I agree, though. I think I'm going to go with the offensive line. I think that's the unit that needs to be challenged the most. They did play a decent game, especially in the first half. Um, But, you know, leaks kind of came through in the second half, not in in just pass protection. But the run game, I mean, of course, game pace cut away from them in the run game. But it just wasn't as good in the second half. So... That's the unit I think that has the most on them, but I well besides this next unit that we're about to talk about quarterback, Oof. it's been a huge topic for weeks. We're still here. What are your quarterback predictions? Who starts? Is it still Brendan Lewis?
0: I do. I do think it's Brendan Lewis. It's uh, it's just so sad, right? Because you go into the season, you're like, ah, uh, everybody thinks the Bucs are going to be terrible. I think there might be something better. like there's at least a chance. There's at least a yeah. chance. You go out and do that, and the offense struggles in such a similar way to how it struggled before, and you just get disheartened. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, this, this, whatever, 25% chance that everything is clicking actually behind the scenes, it feels like it's gone. And so now you're back to kind of square one with these quarterbacks in this passing game saying, well, can Brendan Lewis step up? He didn't in the first game. There were some really nice throws. Like, I think it was a third down throw on the first drive mm-hmm. I think, like cover two he just kind of splits the, the, the gap one right artists on the sideline yeah. yeah and you see that and you're like okay there's there's a throw and there were mm-hmm. a couple of those real throws that he was not making before and I think you know it goes back to in the spring when they're saying when Brendan's saying yeah they they're show me where to go with the ball and each look like, that's what that's the kind of throw that that makes you think that mm-hmm. where you say yeah the hole in the cover two on the sideline like Make that throw when that's there. And it was there and he did it. And there were a couple of those that you look at and say, I think that's growth. It's not enough growth, though. Yep. It's still not enough growth growth for this team to win more than three games, I don't think. Um, and JT Shroud at this point... You know that two-minute drill at the end of the half? I think it went really, really well. Mm-hmm. I think he made a lot of good throws. There was the one like near interception on the sideline? Right. I don't care at all. I mean, there's 13 seconds left. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do something. And I think what Carl said something. They both made their mistakes, however. He's he's, he's protecting the quarterbacks. Right. He, they both need to be better, whatever. JT did look a lot better, and the fact he didn't start the second half of that game is really disappointing. And I, I think he should start this next game, but I, I don't think he will. It looks like uh,
1: Brendan Lewis is going to be the guy again. Um, mm-hmm. Carl wasn't he wasn't willing to talk too much about the position this week with us, I think understandably so, with all the noise surrounding it. Um, but to just run it back, though, the same plan as last week, I mean, that, that I think that's disappointing in and of itself just because, mm-hmm. as you said, I thought for sure, too, that JT was the best quarterback yep. that played for the Buffs on Friday night. Um, you look at that two-minute drill, but also that drill, or when he got in halfway through the fourth quarter, I think he had two drives to, you know, just try and mount anything Mm -hmm. at that point. I mean, he's fighting an uphill battle then, but he did have some nice throws. He had the touchdown pass to Jordan Tyson. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just something that you got to look at and really run with at this point. What's your prediction then? When does JT enter the game on Saturday?
0: That is the thing. I do think it's earlier. I will say that. I don't think it's alternating drives. I'll say Brendan takes the first two and JT takes the third. Okay. JT's in for the third drive. Does
1: he stay longer than two drives?
0: (sighs) See, that's where I'm less confident. Because I was like, okay, so two drives, um, one goes well, one doesn't. Yeah, easy to put him in. Neither go well. Very easy to put JT in. But, you know, if two are kind of going well, then maybe you're doubting putting JT in the first place. But that's where I think it's just one drive. Give him his chance. If the offense is clicking, let him get into a clicking offense. Give him a fair shot. Um, I'll say... I'll say he plays two drives right there as well. I'll say two drives for Brendan, two drives for JT, and then Brendan is back in, which I hate. Man, I know. I, know, I wish he would take it from. but...
1: That's brutal. Well, we'll see. It, it could definitely happen where JT or maybe even Brendan Lewis just takes over. Uh, a little bit doubtful on that second one, though, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, real quick, we're going to talk about Breckenridge Brewery. Football yes. season is back, and Mile High is ready to see what this new-look Broncos team has in store. You know Breck Brew has you covered with the hometown craft beer of the Denver Broncos. Broncos Country Pale Ale. Show off that colorful Colorado legacy with the Orange Crush logo and 100% Colorado ingredients. This will be your go-to for football season. Check out the beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Broncos Country Pale Ale near you. Mm -hmm. What are you drinking? You got a Strawberry Sky? I've got a Mountain Beach right now delicious hitting the spot can't wait to have a couple more here in just about an hour or
0: so i know i've got so to head back close. home tonight and i hate it oh. i hate it well the good news is grand opening tomorrow mm-hmm, a right. lot of beers saturday is college football all day all Actually, day. i guess i gotta go so <laughs> I, I don't know exactly i do need to double check this maybe not right now but uh, yeah so broncos practice oh, open locker room at 115 so i'll be back here by two so that's plenty of college football. Oh, right. that's plenty absolutely! Of college football. Yep. I'll catch most of the Buffs game. Are Buffs one or one thirty? Game's at one thirty. Oh, they're one thirty. Montana's mm-hmm. one thirty. So I'll miss just a little bit, but then the rest of the day is college football. Sunday, no Broncos. That's all day at the bar. Oh yeah. Monday, at the bar for the game.
1: It gets real. Yeah, it's, it's going to be man. so much fun. I'm so hyped. Um, Before we get to NFL, though, we're going to talk a bit more uh, Air Force preview. We'll have a full preview on tomorrow's pod. Actually, we'll go into the stats and some scheme stuff also. But we actually, I don't know what happened, Hank. I I saw some phantom player props on DraftKings for the Colorado Buffalo players. Um, They're not there anymore. I don't know what happened, but I swear I saw them. I wrote them down. (laughs) So we're going to go through them and just kind of guess each side. Um, A couple player underovers and some other props and stuff. So, first one, Alex Fontenot, over under 38.5 rushing yards this Saturday in Colorado Springs. Over under what? Over 38.5. Oh, 38.5. Yeah. I heard 8.5. No. Yeah, I'll take
0: the over <laughs> on that. 38.5. He, he did... I think he's getting the bulk of the work. I think he is getting the bulk of the work. They're going to give him a chance to at least take like 70%. 38.5. I got to take that over. I've got to take that over. If he doesn't get over that, this is going to be a really ugly game.
1: He had 31 last week, and as we mentioned, they kind of just went away from it. He looked good last week, I thought. Yeah. I mean, on some of the outside runs and just gaining the edge and really working the sideline, he looked nice. Yep. Um, I would take the over also. I think the ground game is going to be huge for CU this weekend. Let's go to the air, though. Now, Brady Russell, over under 21.5 receiving yards.
0: Oh, I hate to go under. But I think I have to. <laughs> yeah. I think I have to. Picking anybody to, to pop. I mean, I don't know what the number is, but how many how many receivers had twenty two yards in a game? Last, last week? Last year, though. Oh, last year. Oh, like, man. there's no way of telling, yeah. but I that was a pretty low number. So as much as I'd like to take the over and there's a chance he just gets it on one play. There's a chance he goes for sixty. Sure. I just more than anything, it's probably a stay away. But if I had to pick a side, I'd probably just go under based on the odds. Three
1: receptions for 19 yards last week. So he would have been right on the edge. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. I'm going to go with the over, though. Okay. I think that with this rushing attack, you get the play action a bit more involved. Hopefully with JT in there and you can really work downfield a bit more. Staying with the receiving yards, Daniel Arias over under 34.5. He had a great game, probably the best offensive game for the Buffs last weekend. Mm-hmm. Can he continue it this week?
0: um i'll take i'll take the under for the same reason i will say between the two of them one probably goes over mm-hmm. but again then you throw in is jordan tyson a starter right why not is uh is chase penry out there more uh jalen jackson made a catch maurice bell's out there quite mm-hmm. a bit like I, it's just so hard to bet on any of these pass catchers because there's so many of them and also because of what we've seen for the last 12 months
1: and as you mentioned, RJ Snead, he could play a much yeah. bigger role this game too. I'm going to go under also. It feels like it's going to be like a week-to-week thing in terms of who the best receiver mm-hmm. will be on CU. Arias had his game last week. We'll see. Hopefully, someone else pops up this week. Yeah. Um, okay, this one was interesting. This is to go over, to basically to score a receiving touchdown. Okay, so we have three guys. You tell me who the best value is. You have Daniel Arias at plus 320. Brady Russell plus four seventy five, Alex Fonteno twelve to one. Who Ooh. do you think is more likely to have a receiving touchdown on those odds?
0: Probably Brady, but those odds on Fonteno are just so tempting. Yeah. The thing is, it just doesn't. I guess we have seen a couple of little swing passes to running backs out there, and I, mm-hmm. this staff will throw to running backs more than in yep. the past, I think. But we've also heard that for a couple of years, so who yeah. knows? Maybe this staff doesn't tell the truth the whole time either but yeah i, I do think brady just because as much as Arya seems like a, a red zone threat we just haven't seen it yet yeah like we need to see him go up and catch contested catches meanwhile brady's gonna get open there brady's probably the bet but alex is really tempting
1: yeah 100 percent agree tempting line at 12 to 1 but i think brady russell is the guy to go especially in the red area for the buffs all right we got a uh, first quarter first half and second half lines Ooh. first quarter is buffs plus six What do you think about that? Is that that tangible, the buffs to be within Uh, a touchdown? I mean, it sounds just right within reach.
0: I mean, you can easily picture it, but what do you think? So it helps them that Air Force's first drive, I feel like it's going to be long. Mm -hmm. It might just eat 10 minutes. If it ends in a touchdown, then you're asking for first quarter points on one drive, maybe two. Oof. I'm I'm actually kind of tempted by the plus six, I'll take I'll take the plus six, especially with the fact that, you know, Colorado wasn't picking up a bunch of splash plays either. Right. They're moving the ball slowly, so if the Buffs get the ball first, and I think if Air Force wins the coin toss, they'll give the ball to the Buffs. Mm-hmm. That's probably true both ways, so it's probably fifty fifty. But I do think if the Buffs get the ball first, Air Force might not have enough time to score.
1: Yeah, um, I completely agree with what you're saying. And, I mean, plus six, basically you're just betting on Air Force's first drive if they score a touchdown or not. And if the Buffs are able to score points on their first drive at all. Then you're Um, good, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's very tempting. I don't know if I'm willing to dive in on that. I mean, you're all in on the money line, so why not? Uh, Let's go to team totals, actually. Buffs team total over under 15 and a half. They're saying two touchdowns is about the line here for the Buffs. I mean,
0: I take the over really okay i think you take the over um you know what they had 13 last week like and it might be like a garbage time touchdown that puts them over the top they should be able to manage 15 and a half that's not asking a lot
1: i mean the offense was able to move between the 20s it seemed pretty well it's just as they kind of got down into the red area that's where it started to struggle
0: and there's i mean carl's aggressive on fourth downs there's that too
1: he wasn't and aggressive on the third quarter, fourth down true. last week. There was that
0: one. <laughs> there was that one. So I do wonder, because there was one driver that got down to like the 10 and didn't get points, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, could have been different if they got points, but also that's the same sort of play calling you probably expect. Um, yeah, I'll take the over. I, I think I'll take the over.
1: Love it. Um, this one, they're saying Air Force team total set at 33 and a half. A bit disrespectful there, don't you think? My gosh.
0: It is Disrespectful. I also, I see why. Yeah. Like, uh, especially if the offense isn't chewing any clock. This is, I'll, I'll take the under. All
1: right. I'll love, take the under. Love to and hear half. it. Take the under. You're yep. fully on board then. I feel like I don't Wild. even need to ask you this. As you already said, you're on the money line, but let's talk about the line. 17 and a half. I mean, it's pretty big. I think this is the largest G5 spread against mm-hmm. Colorado ever. Um, yep that's insane what the hell's going on with that I mean 17 and a half is a massive spread yeah. how do you not take that
0: uh, see I came into the show saying thinking I probably wouldn't but then you hear 15 and a half 33 and a half those are the numbers you're looking at they've got to be able to cover that many points yeah they've got to be able to cover
1: that many points I mean unless it's like just a litany of turnovers like Brendan Lewis yep. fumbles twice throws an interception JT comes in throws two interceptions himself that's that's the only way I can see Air Force really yeah. just jumping ahead by
0: three touchdowns. And Brendan doesn't turn the ball over. Exactly. There's a lot of things he's not great at, but he doesn't turn the ball over. Maybe there's more JT, though, and who knows? Yeah, I think I'll take the bus with the points, which coming into the show, I was thinking I probably wouldn't, but I'll take the bus with the points.
1: Love to hear that. Absolutely love to. Anything Anything else you want to say uh, before we head out, Henry?
0: Um, Like I said, 6-1. to one. Will Sherman said Let's go he home. couldn't believe that it was 6-1. to one um but it is six to one (laughs) and if you're getting six to one odds on the buffs against an fc or a g5 team that's the third time today i've done that i think uh you've got it you gotta at least take it i mean and part of it is because i know i'm gonna be watching the game and you might as well have some action on it love that but yeah six to one how could you turn down six to one It things aren't things aren't that bad yet after this week they might be
1: it's college football man anything can happen Henry, thank you so much for jumping on this show today. Um, I'm sure all the Buffs fans were excited to hear your voice oh, yeah. on this pod again. Uh, we'll have you back next week, tentatively. We'll yeah. talk about it.
0: Also next week, I uh, I forgot to say I'm going to that Minnesota game. Oh, okay, so great. So my girlfriend's from Minnesota. So back nice. when I thought I was working the Buffs beat, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, let's play. We'll go see the family, all that stuff. Bought plane tickets. Now I'm going to that Buffs game. So uh <laughs> little road buffs action. Should be a good time.
1: Well, we're going to have a bunch of content on that then. That's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thanks again, Henry. Everyone enjoyed the game tonight. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Check the site tomorrow, too. Uh, There should be an article coming up with quotes from Dion Smith and Robert Barnes. There should be also some film room type piece on the triple option, too. So check out the site. Uh, Check out the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will catch you tomorrow.